Welcome to The Pump Spot. I'm Amy Van Heeren, and we're here to share nourishing conversations with this community around the many ways we feed our families. This episode was particularly nourishing and insightful for me as I got to spend time reconnecting with some amazing women I met a few years back as part of our Breast Express tour when we stopped at the Mother's Room in Detroit. It was a pretty special event and they invited us into our community then and so I feel really honored to have them join us here on this podcast for a roundtable conversation. In this episode, I'm speaking with Kadada Green, founding executive director of the Black Mothers Breastfeeding Association, also known as BIMFA, and co-founder of Black Breastfeeding Week, as well as lead BIMFA mommy ambassador Malika Garner and Victoria Washington, treasurer of the Black Mothers Breastfeeding Association. All three have really influential voices in support for Black mothers in their communities and all around the country. In addition to co-creating and leading Black Breastfeeding Week, Kadata has put forth recommendations for the U.S. Surgeon General's call to action to support breastfeeding in the state of Michigan breastfeeding plan. Victoria holds a chemistry degree from U of M, runs Detroit Doe, her own company, and serves as a community-based doula. And Malika is an entrepreneur, founder of Detroit Youth Code, a computer programming boot camp for Detroit youth, and a passionate advocate for breastfeeding mothers, having started her own journey attending BIMFA's clubs and now serving as their lead mommy ambassador and board member at large. They are also mothers with diverse and beautiful breastfeeding stories. And we sat down to talk about their own journeys, their mission, and how feeding has always been at the heart of black communities. I hope you enjoyed this time with all of them as much as I did. Here we go. Welcome to the Pump Spot. I'm so excited to have you all here, to see you, to be speaking with you. We're in the middle of August. It's World Breastfeeding Month, a wonderful time to be having these conversations. And we'd love to just start our podcast by checking in. So do you want to go around and tell us a bit about who you are and how you're doing at this moment in time? Sure. Good morning. I am Kadada Green, and I'm the founding executive director of Black Mothers Breastfeeding Association. You know what? I'm doing well today, and I say that because it oscillates. Um, I think the emotional impact of COVID, um, the lingering impact of it, has has uh, me shifting. Um, from day to day. And it seems to be like impacting me more now than probably at the beginning because it's lasting longer than, you know, I originally anticipated. But I'm feeling good today. Um, yesterday I got up, I was really proud. I took care of myself. I went for a, a run. Um, and today I feel good. Like I feel that today. So thank you for asking. Wonderful. That's, you know, one day at a time pretty much how all we can take it right now so that that I'm glad it's it's a good morning and a good day. Victoria, how are you doing? Good morning. Um, I am doing well. Also, I try to stay busy. I haven't been going on my walk slash runs the last couple of days and I'm feeling that. So I was like, oh, I got to get back into the swing of things before I fall off too much. But I'm feeling really good. So I uh, serve as the treasurer for Black Mothers Breastfeeding Association. Wonderful. Welcome. Malika, how are you? 
Hi, um, my name is Malika. I am um, the lead mommy ambassador for Black Mothers of Breastfeeding Association. And I am uh, doing pretty good right now. I've been kind of getting back into my yoga. That's my thing to kind of keep me balanced. And um, I was working out before the pandemic and sort of towards the beginning. Then I quickly realized, no, this is not sustainable. Um, working out five days a week and trying to homeschool kids and all the above. So yeah, I'm doing pretty good right now. Um, you know, I kind of echo what Kadada said, you know, it kind of oscillates depending on what's going on in the home with things you can't control kids, you know, not feeling well or whatever it may happen as well as, um, you know, just society and social unrest. You never know what's going to happen and what's going on in the world or what you're going to see on the news today. So, you know, just trying to take Take it one day at a time. And, you know, today is good. Right now is good. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah, it certainly feels these months have been so much of a journey, more than I think any of us ever could have expected. You know, in the beginning, it was just adjusting to the realization of what was happening with COVID and how do we restructure our lives personally and professionally. And then at least to me, it feels as though we settled in a little bit, you know, maybe got a little bit of a routine with summer and now with the on like the coming what happens with school and childcare and work and you know winter it just feels as though feels as though every day is kind of a new normal and a new adventure for all of us for for how we navigate that so so I'm thank you for taking taking some time to be here in the midst of all of that and and to share and Kadana maybe you could tell us a little bit about the Black Mothers Breastfeeding Association and you know how long you've been around what your mission is the work that you do with the community and across the country Yeah I you know what it's interesting because yesterday I was uh speaking to um a group of colleagues in the field and um, I said 13 years, and it's been 13 years um, this month. So uh, Black Mothers Breastfeeding Association, our mission is to reduce racial inequities in breastfeeding support for Black mothers. And we have been doing this for a while. Um, we do it through um, through direct service, through training and education, and through advocacy. So um, that's that's like, those are like our pillars of work um, that we do. Um, we really um, pride ourselves on the trusted uh, relationship that we built with the families, um, particularly here in Detroit. Um, though I, I, though I um, believe um, based on, you know, what I hear from others that our work has impacted folks throughout the nation because we do do local work, but we also do um, national work and really try to influence the um, the conversation and help to build the field around breastfeeding with the with the really um, unapologetic interest and target um, on reducing the disparity that exists, um, re- racial disparity that exists for Black mothers. Well, there's much that I want to talk to you about in this conversation. There's a lot to speak through. You know, we're coming up on Black Breastfeeding Week. So to speak about how that's changed and you, what initiatives are taking place, I want to talk more about the inequities in care and breastfeeding and what you're seeing now and what you've seen over time. Uh, and so I'm really looking forward to hearing your perspective on who you serve and what you do. And um, I know that there's a lot we can speak through, but tell me a bit about, you know, in this moment, not just how you're feeling today, 
but are you are is the the state of care for black mothers who breastfeed are you feeling optimistic are you feeling discouraged i'd love to just get a pulse on how you're feeling right now yeah, you know what? I'm definitely feeling optimistic. I have seen um, a shift in the work. I've seen the shift in the conversation, um, the explicit. Uh, I'm very explicit about breastfeeding. I, it's part of maternal child health, but I think that it requires it's uh, very it requires you want to be explicit um, in their approach to it. Uh, we still have lots of work to do, but I have to, you know, to feel kind of some reward in the years that have been put forth, I would be remiss to say that there's been no progress. You know, I'm really um, grateful um, and uh, thankful. I'm really grateful to be supported uh, by such wonderful uh, black women, um, particularly here on this call, Malika and Victoria, who are like shining stars. Um, and I'm encouraged. I think that when I, when you have such a wonderful team of people who um, believe in the mission, they work towards the mission, they give their all, it's very encouraging. And I'm inspired by um, both Malika and uh, Victoria here today. So Victoria, why don't we start with you? Do you want to tell us a bit about your story, your journey as a mother personally and your work with Kadada and Malika and the team there? How, you know, how did you come to join and be part of this team and what has your journey of motherhood and breastfeeding looked like for you so far? So I am a mother of one. I have one daughter. She'll be four actually in a couple of weeks. So her name is Addison and I am a single mom currently. So um I worked for the first uh, in corporate for the first eight months of her life. And so I did have to kind of balance and manage that. What did that look like? You know, as far as pumping on side and finding a place for um, privacy and all of that. But after she was eight months old, I decided to just quit and just be a stay at home mom. Um, then I became an entrepreneur shortly thereafter. So that's kind of how I sustain myself. But nonetheless, when I first became pregnant. I don't have legacy of breastfeeding in my family. So I am a first gen. Um, so I don't know how I stumbled into becoming what I can see, you know, the term crunchy mom, but I just one day was like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, cough diaper and breastfeed definitely because it was free and I'm going to make all of her first solids. And thank God I was able to do all of that, which was cool. But, um, I just was looking for resources. It was important to me to, um, get help lactation support from people that look like me. So I just kind of got on Google and just took a shot and Black Mothers Breastfeeding Association did pop up. I was very blessed that at the time they had a peer um, mentorship program. That's what it was. So a young lady came to my home on a weekly basis and just assisted me with breastfeeding, how things were going, my, the, my daughter's development, and really walked with me hand in hand. And I honestly can't remember how long it was, but it was long enough that I was like, 
does she still need to come? But I was grateful for it. And then it was done. And I was like, oh, no, I shouldn't have wished that away so soon. But um, on top of that, being able to go to the in-person support with Breastfeeding Club, that was a phenomenal support. But I am still breastfeeding my daughter. She is, like I said, will be four. So we are going (laughs) strong. And every day I'm feeling more and more out touch. Like, girl, you don't get off of me. (laughs) But I love her still. I love her dearly. And uh, we're just going to keep going until she, I don't know when this poster child for breastfeeding will ever stop, but we'll, we'll keep going until then. We'll see. You know what, Victoria, it's funny um, because when we had our breastfeeding um, peer counselor program, we, uh, it's funny to learn that the program kind of ended before you were done breastfeeding because we actually follow people through through that program we went through weaning um so you you would likely still have a breastfeeding peer counselor um we really value the every stage of breastfeeding so whether that was through you know uh prepping like for pregnancy and just kind of getting your mind together prepared for what you know could happen what might happen And, you know, early on and at any point that someone contacted us, we were there. I think so often people forget that weaning is a process and that people need support through that as well. It's like get them going, then let them be free. Um, But I'm happy that. You know, we have forged a relationship with Michigan WIC. And while we no longer have our home visiting breastfeeding peer counselor program, we do have a breastfeeding community liaison on our team um, who was gifted to us through Michigan WIC. So we're really excited to be able to um, provide some community support um, directly for breastfeeding. Well, it's so vital on the journey. I think you, you know, it feels so isolating anyways for anyone who's going through breastfeeding and certainly, you know, Victoria, for being the first person in your family to do it or not coming from a place where you'd been surrounded by feeding and seeing, you know, your mother or others around you do it to have someone who's really checking in on you that regularly and just, just, you know, how's it going? I think so much of breastfeeding a lot of times, you know, we seek help or we're reaching out when there's a crisis or someone's at, you know, a moment of their, the how to pump or, you know, the milk's coming in and mastitis or, you know, it's my hardest day, but there's something to be said for the peer-to-peer support in the community to just be there in all the moments on the journey so that you feel as though whatever the ebb and flow is up and down and what have you. So Malika, you know, you are a mommy ambassador. So tell us about that peer element and what has the journey looked like for you and what is the work that you're doing with other mothers and and being that layer of support for them? Yeah. So I am a mom of two boys. I'm a boy mom. Um, And my boys are Nolan. He's eight and Aaron is four. And um, my breastfeeding journey or experiences with them, they're kind of like night and day, right? So that's kind of a unique piece of my breastfeeding story. My oldest, I breastfed for about a month. Um, And my youngest, who just recently weaned about two months ago, he pretty much made it to four and a half years old. So, um, you know, you can see the huge difference in time there from a month with the first one to four and a half with the second one. Um, And much of that I really attribute to my success in breastfeeding as long as I wanted to with 
my second son to the support that I received from Black Mothers Breastfeeding Association. Um, the first time I wasn't aware of, you know, all the different cultural or societal or institutional barriers that exist um, that don't really support uh, successful breastfeeding. And that was definitely a part of my story the first time. Um, and so I wish I had known about Benfa with my first son. I'm sure I would have, you know, been able to get through it. But everything's in divine timing. And I did find Benfa with my second son, Aaron. And um, I was in a situation where I was very intentional about where I wanted to deliver and the resources that I wanted to have at my disposal, having the first breastfeeding experience where I didn't feel supported. And so I did what any other millennial mom like Victoria would do. We, we go to the internet, right? And so we, we search, <laughs> we search for, you know, resources and what it is that we can do. And so um, someone in a support group for black women on Facebook, they were like, hey, check out Bimfa. They have um, some resources and support groups and such. And I was like, okay, let me go check it out. And so my first experience with Bimfa is going to Breastfeeding Club. And so that was, um, you know, he's four and a half. So that was like four and a half years ago now. He was just an infant, small infant. And so the rest is history, you know. So I uh, attended Breastfeeding Club first and I became sort of like, um, so to say, a mentor to some of the moms and giving them breastfeeding support and advice about um, my journey and just also research-based advice about how to uh, breastfeed and how to make it to your goal. And so from there, I just kind of sought out more responsibilities within the organization because of the impact that it had on me. And I could see the impact that Benfa had within the community. And so from there, I became a mommy ambassador with Victoria. Um, and then us together, we made up the first mommy ambassador team. And now we've recently expanded the team, which is very exciting. Um, we have an additional um, six moms that are Benfa moms who are also passionate about the work that Benfa is doing and they want to give back. And we really just want to elevate the voices of Black mothers and be the answer to the community. So that's where I'm at now. We're working on a couple of projects that everyone will hear about pretty soon. And um, it's just been really great work. So just being able to advocate and give back through Benefit has been amazing. And through my own breastfeeding journey, I also feel really empowered and encouraged because as a first generation breastfeeding mother as well, um, I've been able to normalize breastfeeding for many of my family members. And my 13 year old niece, who never saw anyone breastfeed, she's like, wow, you breastfeed Aaron until four and a half years old. Like, who thought that was possible? Everybody's like, you still make milk? I'm like, yeah, I make milk. Move milk to make milk. And so, um, yeah, it's just been a great journey. And so now we're kind of like, I think I've completed, in a sense, my breastfeeding journey because he recently weaned. I was giving advice and helping mothers for the last four and a half years or so, but I never experienced weaning, kind of like what Kadada talked about, it's that last step. And so I was really proud that it was a very gentle weaning process. He was ready and I was ready and we just kind of stopped at the same time. So that was kind of the goal to have him lead the weaning process and very excited to, you know, find our new normal now that he's not breastfeeding any longer. 
It's such a bittersweet sweet process. I think it was for me, or just you get to that end of the journey and there's so much, so much emotion, you know, so much pride and how far you've come and what you've gone through. And um, also nice to get, you know, Victoria, as you said, our, your body back and your, your routine once you get to the point of moving on to the next phase. And so congratulations on such a wonderful, wonderful experience so far. So talk to me a little bit about, I think it, it, your point about the importance of seeing other women like you breastfeeding and having them around and talking to them and understanding from them and really expanding the awareness. And I think that really speaks to, you know, the deep barriers that Black mothers breastfeeding have, have experienced in the cultural history and why I would imagine Black Breastfeeding Week is so vital and these conversations, not just in one week, but all the time that we need to talk about the discrepancies and the inequities. And so, Kadata, maybe can you speak a little bit to that and why, you know, why it's so important and where we are now and, and you know, what the conversations look like? Sure. Um, but first I feel left out because I'm a mommy too. And tell <laughs> <laughs> your story. We didn't, I yeah. didn't talk to it. I have two daughters, Anaya, who's 13 years old. Um, and I nursed her for 15 months. Um, for personal reasons that I um won't disclose at this time, I kind of weaned. Um, and I really felt guilty about winning her at 15 months. And so I had decided when I had another child, I was going to at least uh, nurse her for like two or three years. So I got to the two years. I was like, we're good. So uh, my second child is, um, we, we call her Lala. Her name is Kaya. Folks don't know that, but her we call her Lala. <laughs> um, so many people call her Lala. Um, and she's eight years old now. So um, yeah, I nursed her. Her last nursing was on her second birthday. We talked about it um, for about a week or two. Her birthday was coming and what that meant for her and what it meant for breastfeeding. Um, it was definitely an easier weaning process uh, with, with Lala than it was with Anaya. And I didn't expect it to be easy at all because it was really difficult with Anaya. It was kind of, I felt it was, I felt like I was torturing her um, when I weaned her because it went on. It seemed like eternity, but the crying kind of went on for three, three nights, like in a row, um, just nonstop. And so I really felt bad about that. Um, and then I expected the same thing with Lala. However, it didn't, it, it wasn't as difficult. I don't know if she was old enough to understand more. Or I had prepped her more. Um, but yeah, it just it just wasn't as difficult. But I'll just add one thing that I learned about weaning um, that I learned from Lala that I not necessarily I'm not sure if I learned this from Anaya, but breastfeeding was my method. It was like my parenting method for everything, for calming her down, for soothing her, for just getting the whole environment together if she failed, you know. And so when I when I weaned Lala, I literally didn't know what to do when she cried <laughs> or when she failed. I was just stuck. Like, what do I do now? Because I would just normally put my breast in her mouth. That solved every problem. So I didn't have a strategy. Um, and I had to figure out a strategy 
<laughs> um, but yeah, so I just didn't want to feel left out because I'm a mommy too. Um, and you were asking about Black Breastfeeding Week and kind of what that means for Black mothers. Can you go back to the question for me? Yeah, please? no problem. Absolutely. No. And and um, thank you. I'm sorry that we, it's great. I meant to hear your story as well. So didn't, okay. didn't need to you know, jump in, but I think that's true. It's funny how it is, it's, it's like number one in your toolkit breastfeeding when you're in those early days of, you know, parenting. Mm -hmm. So to have to think about taking that resource out of your box as a parent and go, what's next is, um, that's actually a big shift. I don't think moms talk about that as much. Yeah. Uh, they maybe should, you know, not just the milk making and the moving of the milk, but what, you know, as a parent, what, what else do you have to start to bring to the table for, mm -hmm. for how to navigate those things? So that's amazing. Um, yeah. So my question was just really thinking about the importance of awareness for black mothers who are in the act of breastfeeding or thinking about it or on this journey. And just, you know, as, a, as we think about reducing some of the gaps and the inequities in care and um, breastfeeding rates among black mothers and how, you know, how talk about the importance of allowing women to see other black women breastfeeding mm -hmm. and why, you know, black, black breastfeeding week is an important vehicle to have that conversation. But, you know, all the time, why this dialogue is so important and what we as, you know, society and community can be doing to help bring women together and to really change the conversation so that we change the system. Yeah, so I'm very uh, lucky to be a co-founder with for Black Breastfeeding Week um, with our with uh, with Kimberly Seals Allers and Anaya Shangadolea Yoki, and we um, together have um, built what you know we we all brought something to the table, right? So, but we it was all built around a a, a vision that. We want to celebrate the assets that exist in Black communities for breastfeeding. So we've always approached it from an asset-based um, lens, and we always approached it from a celebratory, um, a, with, we always came to it with a celebratory approach. I think the the kind of niche of what I brought to um, to the, the lead team was that um, you know, we had this experience with BIMFA where we're like boots on the ground, um, community support, breastfeeding support for Black families. And so uh, my contribution has always been, um, and we all support each other in, in, in the, full, the, the full realm of Black Breastfeeding Week, but my contribution has always been um, how do we build like community support for Black Breastfeeding Week and what that looks like on the ground? Um, and how do we like support people in community and really build the assets of the community, right? So um, what we've done over the years has really been um, amazing. Um, and we have last year, we don't have all the numbers in, this year yet, but last year we had 110 registered community events um, for Black Breastfeeding Week. And that was our seventh year. This year is our eighth year. And we are, of course, we've had to transition, right? Because what this community looked like through COVID, 
Um, and, you know, our we're su- we're supporting and we're encouraging um, online and virtual events. And so there have been some great ideas that people have um, brought together uh, that people are having um that people are developing for like online events and online support and what that might look like for Black Breastfeeding Week. So these, this is a new territory for us, kind of, right? Because, but because we've always done like virtual and community, but to really be shifting kind of for COVID directly to virtual, a virtual community will be interested, interesting. Our theme this year is revive, restore, and reclaim. And it was really developed around um, the idea that we are living in um, a, a time where the um, racial unrest is quite vivid. Um, we're living in a time of COVID where we have seen that um the mask of racial inequities for health has been removed and people can see how we are, um, how black families and black people are, are really impacted um, by COVID. And so the idea of revive, restore and reclaim is still around that asset based and celebratory framework where we want to use what we have inherently um, to build upon, um, to restore and really reclaim um, our inherent ability to support one another, right? And to and 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 build breastfeeding around that. So we're really excited about our particular theme, and we believe that we will still be able to, and we are able to continue to support folks um, in the virtual space. Um, while continuing to build community and allowing folks to see that, hey, Black women um, do breastfeed, we're proud breastfeeders, and um, we have a community of support, a nation of support. So it's really exciting. Um, It's really exciting to see what kind of ideas are coming in for Black Breastfeeding Week and how they're built around the theme and so forth. So we're, we're looking forward to this upcoming week, which is August 25th through the 31st. Hey friends, we want to take a quick break and remind you of all the places you can connect with us and this lovely pump spotting community. If you're a nursing, pumping, or new mom, or a seasoned mom who just wants to get back, hop on our app. If you're also working or you're part of a company that wants to support breastfeeding employees, then Pump Spotting at Work is for you. Find out more at pumpspotting.com. In in 13 years of the work that you've been doing at the Black Mothers Breastfeeding Association and, you know, seven years through Black Breastfeeding Week, what what has changed? What feels different about the conversation or the coming together? I I imagine on one level, the communities have really grown. Sounds like more and more taking part, more voices coming to the table. Are there things that stand out to you over the years that have changed with mm-hmm. the conversation? So it's eight years for Black Breastfeeding Week. Um, I just want to note that I think, you know, I think there, I think that social media has helped a lot. Um, over the years with with uh, breastfeeding and building relationships and building communities for breastfeeding. 
because many times you feel like you're working alone. Um, but when you kind of get to network with folks on social media and um, you learn about other things that people are doing in other places, because there's so many Black um, women-led movements, um, communities, and organizations that are doing work around maternal Black maternal health, us, I feel like us coming together um, has been really helpful um, in the work that we're doing. And not just in the space where it's breastfeeding, but even just the broader maternal child health and uh, really, again, uplifting that breastfeeding um, frame. I also think that um, for us, uh, what has changed? So like for me, it was, I was kind of like Malika and Victoria, like I was a nursing mom. I'm not a nursing mom anymore. So I think it was important for us to have our mommy ambassadors because my lens is different. Like I'm, I, I'm, I'm doing the work. I've had my experience, but times change and things shift. And I really think that is vital um, for us as as leaders to kind of uplift um, folks who are actually in that space in that moment right now. And so that's why our mommy ambassadors are really critical to the continuation and sustainability of Black Mothers Breastfeeding Association. I mean, we've always uplifted our mommies and their voice. It hasn't always been formal. So we've, over the last, it's been two years or three years, you guys, I think three years, we've been more formalizing it. And I think that that's important to kind of have a structure in place for the continued sustainability of uh, community support that we want to provide. And Malika, with your time spent, not just with mothers directly, but with the other mommy ambassadors, what, you know, what is it um, that you're learning that mothers who are in the act of breastfeeding really need most from you, from one another? What, what has the experience taught you? What are, what are you seeing has really resonated with the community around you in terms of the work you're doing? Yeah, so um, as it relates to our breastfeeding club, I'll start there. Um, we we haven't missed a beat through COVID, and so we're virtually meeting with moms in the community um, to support them with breastfeeding. And so our weekly check-ins and just being there for the weekly check-ins is just really important to get an understanding of where moms are at, what do they need. And so a big, um, I think something that's very valuable to Black moms, especially what I've seen in our breastfeeding club, is having someone to listen. You know, too often in clinical settings or whether that be in family settings, Black mothers are not being listened to. And so breastfeeding club is a safe space for moms to come and just be themselves, show up as their whole selves. And um, ask us about any questions they have about breastfeeding. You know, we do mental health check-ins, like, where are you? How are you doing? Um, in addition to giving um, advice about breastfeeding challenges. So that to me has been, you know, very impactful. And we kind of, it feels like family. Most of the moms that come, we know each other. And so when we get together and talk about breastfeeding, talk about family, we laugh, we cry, um, we do we do it all. And so 
I think that's one of the, the really important things as well as having an understanding of what resources you can point moms to, to help them with uh, specific scenarios that you may not be able to assist with. So being able to point them in the right direction. And then as it relates to the smaller mommy ambassador team, I think something that has been really important for us early on is just inclusion around our different breastfeeding experiences. And so Victoria and I both latched our babies and, you know, breastfeed extended for several years. And so that's great. And that's um, the goal sometimes, but that is not always what breastfeeding looks like. So we have moms in our group who um, utilize donor milk and that is breastfeeding. We have moms who pump and um, exclusively pump and that is breastfeeding too. And so being able to respect and understand and even listen within our smaller group, we're all black women, but we all have different experiences, different lived experiences, mostly similar, um, but we do um, honor and appreciate our uniqueness within the smaller group. And that also extends to our unique breastfeeding experiences as well. Yeah. The, the power of checking in and listening, just those two things alone sometimes are, are just vital. I think for any mother who's in the early years, really any age I'm finding in COVID, but just being able to really hear what someone needs to say, I think is really beautiful and powerful um, in terms of what you're building and what you're doing. And so Victoria, I would imagine you're having a lot of those similar conversations with your community of moms and, you know, are there any, are there any moments uh, on the journey for you throughout the work with other mothers that stand out in terms of times that have really surprised you or spoken to you or taught you something that you didn't expect? That's a good question. Um, well, as far as sticking out, um, I did have a chance to um, just be there for a mom who we, there was an incident with one of the hospitals here where she was breastfeeding her, her son, a pretty newborn, um, actually. And she was super excited about finally getting the baby to latch and kind of finding a new swing of things, but she needed to seek medical attention. And so um, she needed to go to the uh, hospital with him. And while she was there, a security guard um, actually didn't like the fact that she was openly breastfeeding her child and took a sheet and threw it over her. And so um, just being in a position where Kadada saw fit to have a mommy ambassador on the scene and to be able to, as the news is there, trying to get her story and we stand in solidarity with her. Um, so to hear her story, to hear her experience, you know, as a mom myself and as a breastfeeding mom and how I stand firmly on my right to breastfeed, however I see fit, whether uh, publicly, out and open, um, covered, not covered. Of course, it really struck a chord with me, but it was beautiful to be able to see her in the spotlight and to see her um, just light being shed on the incident that happened. And so that really stuck stuck with me because here she is just trying she's right new in her journey and for Bentha to be able to stand firmly in a position to say this is not acceptable we are calling this out um we're con continuing to uplift this woman in her right uh to breastfeed however she chooses and to try to hold the um hospital accountable even for their 
hiring practices? What does that look like for training employees on this particular matter? And so that really stuck out to me that it's not just, it's so, there's so much power in community and it's not just sitting around talking about breasts hanging out or, you know, I mean, sometimes people don't, they don't know. They don't know what it's about, but it's truly about even going into a person's home. And I had that opportunity through Benfa, someone coming into my home to really walk alongside me. But even when things aren't as rosy, even when you face adversity, even when people are really mistreating you, who's there to stand up for you? And I believe Benfa has truly uh, advocated in so many areas, so many ways for so many families and made it very clear, you are not alone and what you're doing is phenomenal and we are here for you, Black Mama. And again, Kanata is very unapologetic and that is not to be exclusive or to be um, to make others feel that they cannot be a part of it. I mean, there have been plenty of white women that come to Benfa and they sit around and they, whether they're coming as a guest or whatever, and they've always sat there with smiles on their face and engaging. So I accept that as they felt comfortable enough while they were there, but it's knowing that there's a sacred place for black women to be so open. Um, that has really resonated with me with being a part of this community, which is why Kadada cannot get rid of me. <laughs> So I wouldn't dare try. <laughs> I wouldn't dare try. <laughs> yes. We, the world needs more passion like yours, Victoria, in terms of what you're putting forth. And I think what you're saying about the space, holding space for mothers to come and to be part of something is, is really important and really powerful. And I, you know, Kadada, I met Kadada when we brought Barb, the Breast Express from Pump Spotting to Detroit. And we had, it's one, it's still one of my favorite gatherings, the warmth and the experience and the rain and so many mothers on the bus. And there's something really wonderful and powerful about that. And I really felt the community and I felt the coming together and I felt that essence through the work you do and the, the mothers who came and, um, you don't, you don't see that everywhere. There was something pretty special about that experience. And I think what the way you're doing your work, your, your, the advocacy comes through such an optimistic, empowering lens. And there is something that's really motivating about that, that feels it's an energy you want to be part of. It's a conversation you want to step into. And I think that's really important in driving change. So Kadada, maybe could you speak a little bit about the work you've done with communities and what are some of the, you know, what are, could you give a few examples or what are some of the ways that you've made progress in terms of support and helping communities to really advocate amongst themselves and, and on behalf of the mothers around them? Mm-hmm. You know what, that's a that's a really good question. Um, I, I have, of course, several examples, but I, I want to say that it's like the, the, what's interesting to me is that like our approach to this work to really engage and amplify um, Black mamas is um, really just inherent in what we do. And so it once I was doing the work and I realized that that wasn't necessarily the public health way or the clinical way, it was like, oh, we have a niche here, right? <laughs> like, we're just doing what Black culture does. And I think that's what... Um, 
that's that's what I was building it from. Like black culture, we connect, we engage, we eat, we talk. Like um, it, it's just it's really part of our culture, right? But we did it around breastfeeding, something that um, is a traditional experience for Black women, but there's been a gap in time for various reasons on um, the kind of like the the explicitness of it or, or the um, community of it. And so we just brought kind of the community or the culture around breastfeeding. So that's what we did. Um, I think, uh, I don't know, I could talk about explicit programs, but I really just think that we uplifted Black culture. Um, of course, Black Mothers Breastfeeding Club, that's our flagship, that's our signature work. It's run without interruption for 12 straight years now. Um, and even as Malika said, even through COVID, we kind of made the switch to um, virtual experience or virtual breastfeeding clubs. Um and we haven't like missed the beat. So as it relates to um, Black Mothers Breastfeeding Club, our motto, um, which I did again, I didn't know was a motto, <laughs> right? I was just doing what Black people do. So <laughs> I learned once I kind of got embedded in this work that like support groups, quote unquote, support groups were challenged in a way. Like they'd say, hey, we planned a support group and no one came or we put out flyers and no one came. I'm like, who planned it? Who put out flyers? Like, uh, who's on? Is it a Black person on this flyer? Like, who are you really targeting here? Um, where is this group? How convenient is it? What time is it? Is the time convenient for you? So really, I think what happened with us is I planned Breastfeeding Club around my life at the time as a nursing mother. And um, it just made sense, right? Because we work. So Breastfeeding Club had to be after work. I wasn't going to plan it during lunchtime because I'm at work during the day, those type of things. So um, what I learned what I've done is kind of created a model for Black Mothers Breastfeeding Club based on what we do, but also based on the challenges that I learned other people were having. So from that, I was able to pull out what was unique about us and how our club has been successful and has run without interruption. So definitely we've created community um, with Black Mothers Breastfeeding Club. We also have a community-based doula program. We proud, we are proudly accredited by Health Connect One um, for our community-based doula training program. We use the, their model and their curriculum, which is adaptable to community. So we were able to um, use their framework and adapt it to what we're, we're, what we're doing here in Detroit. Um, you know, I've also been lucky enough to kind of travel throughout the nation and, um, you know, with workshop series called Community Breastfeeding and things of that sort to really share what has worked for us to kind of help others build community. Uh, with Black Breastfeeding Week, we have kind of modeled what it looks like for communities to come together to celebrate breastfeeding. Um, you know, uh, the organizers, we put out examples of what um, types of activities you can have, um, 
that may work for your community, we just give ideas because people reach out to us. They're like, hey, we want to do something for Black Breastfeeding Week, but we don't really know what to do or where to start. So we kind of provide technical support and guidance in that. And a lot of it is based off of what we've done here in Detroit that has worked for us. So um, we've helped to build community here and we help others through Black Breastfeeding Week throughout the nation to kind of build their plans for community um, events and activities in their area. I think what's really powerful about what you're saying is that the importance or the success is allowing Black mothers to come as they are, which is what you want anyone to do on their breastfeeding journey. But you're speaking to how nourishment has always been a part of Black culture, an innate sort of way of being, and how you're thinking of that in terms of the, the maternal health the breastfeeding journey. And that seems simple, but but there is something to that that I think just on a on a on a, a level for you know mothers and for our communities and culture to understand is how do we look at nourishment as part of the culture and let cultures do it in the way they're used to, in the way they want to, in the way they're prone to, and really just bringing together more of that support and nourishment. I, I think that um, I've seen it firsthand and I think it's really, it's different than coming from a health perspective, as you mentioned, or an outside perspective. It's really thinking about showing up as you are and encouraging more coming together around that. Yeah, you know what it is, Amy, as I think about it, it's really activating what's already inherent in communities and and culture and that's what we did we really did i mean from the small things like for years this was uh, pre malika and victoria but my mama was the cook so i knew that would work like <laughs> people love my mama's food like all my life they love her food so i'm like okay mama you gonna cook <laughs> <laughs> and we know that's going to win. And so we did win with that. And so we just kept that as a part of what we do like that. So we don't do snacks. We do full meals. So my mom's not the cook anymore. She's like, okay, I've done my time here. Um, and, you know, we have a budget now. So we're, um, we, we, we do catering, but um, that became a regular part of our model is that we have full meals and we don't do snacks or sandwiches. Like we do real hot meals. So um, again, it's really just in activating what's inherent in, in community and culture around breastfeeding. You know, we're talking about feeding. So feeding is such a, a huge part of that, not just for babies, but for moms and, you know, and so why not? Like that's, such a wonderful thing to lean into mm -hmm. and bring people together. And food has always been something that, that unites us mm -hmm. on every level. I think there's something important in that. Well, I know we're getting close to the end of our time together. And so I, I want to, before we go, I want to ask, I definitely want to have you share the details of where people can follow and Black Breastfeeding Week and the work that you're doing. But I'd also like to ask each of you to take this moment to share a thought. What do you feel as though mothers out there need to hear right now? What, what do you want to say to Black mothers who are breastfeeding and just communities out there in this time? Can you each share a little pep talk? Malika, you want to go first? 
Yeah. So one of the things that I think has been very critical for myself, and we talk about it a lot within our smaller group of moms, is just um, during this time when we're thinking about, you know, what is important and what is essential, I truly believe that self-care is essential. And as moms, um, any of us, you know, we can't pour from an empty cup. And so taking time for self is is very important and vital during this time. It's a stressful time. Um, we're all battling so many different challenges and thinking about what life is going to look like um, pretty soon here as school season approaches. And so I just want to encourage moms to take a moment to yourself, whether that mm-hmm. is, you know, getting outside for a walk or, you know, taking a bath or reading a book, whatever it is, picking up a hobby that you, you know, really love. Um, it's just really important to to take that time to pause and rest so that you can be your best self and show up for others. Um, and, you know, yeah, I just think that that's a really important piece. Definitely. Victoria, what about you? So I would definitely think, um, I immediately think about that. Moms are, I would love to say, you are more than enough. You're more than enough to accomplish what you want to accomplish, to um, to take care of your babies um, forever, however long that is, even into toddlerhood, nursing. And that um, I just really believe that mothers and families, they have a vision. There is a vision that they have set. So trust the vision that you've laid out for your family. Um, it is okay to consult with others. You know, there are other people that you can consult on how you can maximize and achieve that vision, but trust your intuition, trust Mm -hmm. your innate ability to get it done. And yes, there will be bumps and hiccups along the way, but that is okay. I just recently saw this little meme. It says, even if plan A doesn't work, don't forget there's 25 other letters in the alphabet. Mm. And I just love that because, <laughs> you know, what my plan A looked like is, I'm, I don't know what letter I'm on at this point, but I'm going with it and I'm, I'm still here. So you're more mm. than enough. I love that. That's wonderful. Kadada? You know, um, sometimes our challenges for breastfeeding um, are like our like immediate circle, our immediate families. And I um, encourage people to try to bring their family and close friends, especially the ones in your home, along with you for your breastfeeding journey. Um, but I also want to, people to keep in mind that all your teaching and preaching uh, may never get your family on board. You may never get the family support that you need or desire for breastfeeding. And if that's the case, I really encourage people to expand their visit, their village, expand their tribe to either build or find a supportive network for breastfeeding. It's really critical. Um, And uh, particularly with with the uh, social media, it's easier to find other folks in your area who are breastfeeding than you may realize. So if you have done all you like, you preach so much, you said so much, you can't take it. <laughs> you tried and tried, and um, 
you know, look, look outside of your immediate, your immediate household or your immediate support. That's not that you don't need your family to support you because Lord knows we, I know I need my mom. I still need my mama, but um, just make sure you're building a tribe or finding a tribe or your own kind of like breastfeeding community to help you be successful in your breastfeeding journey. And where can our community of listeners follow your community and find you both for Black Mothers Breastfeeding Association and for Black Breastfeeding Week? Media? The the best way to follow Black Breastfeeding Week is on Facebook, um, just Black Breastfeeding Week. As on Instagram, um, it's Black Breastfeeding Week. You can find us on Instagram as well. We're also on Twitter, but the, we put out our most... Um, up-to-date information on Facebook. So if you want to find things like where to register for register your community events, um, you can go and click on Facebook. It's right there. If, if you have any questions for us at Black Breastfeeding Week, email blkbfwk2020 at gmail.com. That's blkbf wk2020 at gmail.com and if you forget all of this just google black breastfeeding week (laughs) it's like we're easy to find the same thing with black mothers breastfeeding association i mean we're on we're on social media um but again if you google us we'll pop it'll pop up so it's we're not i tell people if you're trying to find me i'm not really that hard to find so um, check us out there. Um, and yeah, definitely, definitely reach out to us for any questions that you have with Black Breastfeeding Week. We're happy to answer them either by email or message us on Facebook. Um, we tend to respond pretty quickly um, on Facebook as well. So, um, Amy, I want to thank you for having us. Um, um, It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so happy to be joined with um, Malika and Victoria, um, who are really dynamic um, and encouraging. I need the encouragement when this work gets hard. So this has actually been therapeutic for me to listen, um, to converse, and to be a part of this discussion with you and with Malika and um, Victoria. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much all for being here. We started this conversation, Kadata, you said you were optimistic, you were energized, were the words you used about the future. And I feel very much that way after seeing you. And all I can say is that I can't wait to get back on the road with the bus and to meet you all in person one day again in the near future. Absolutely. Keep up the wonderful work. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, Victoria. You're welcome. Thank you so much. And I absolutely love being on the bus. So if you're coming back again, I will be there. (laughs) It was fun. (laughs) It's a plan. And thank you, Malika. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I can't wait to get on the bus. I missed it last time, so I feel left out. But we'll be there next time. And um, yeah, this has been great. No, I feel really good. And yeah, thank you for setting aside time to do this. Wonderful. This has been the Pump Spotting Podcast. We'll be continuing the conversation and hanging out over on our app. We hope you'll come by to share your story and thoughts. And if you haven't already downloaded Pump Spotting, it's quick and easy to set up your profile and join the community. 
Thank you so much for listening. And thanks to our wonderful production team at Pitchwire, who partner with us to bring you these stories. We'll see you next time. And remember, you are capable, you are radiant, and you are not alone.